Hello and welcome to this week's Independent Music Podcast. Ten of the best new tracks each week, hosted by me, Anthony Chalmers. And me, Gareth May.
Hello, welcome to this week's Independent Music Podcast. This is the third part of our favourites of 2021. And this week we are celebrating the favourites of the patrons of this podcast. So what we did is we got all of our patrons to vote on about 500, nearly 600 tracks that we've played this year to whittle it down to their favourite from each month between the months of January and November. So that means we've got an extra special 11 track podcast for you this week. Anthony is not sure if he can stick the pace, but we'll see the, the distance, hey, I should say. I, I've, I've got this. I have thoroughly got this. And what's cool about this as well is that because of these were not chosen by us, some of these albums are one I've listened to a lot. And some of the ones, are, to be honest, are ones I've not really revisited since maybe playing a track or two from it what could be, you know, up to 10, 11 months ago. Yeah, well, we do think we did the count and we think it's 7-4 in terms of tracks that each of us has brought. So that's 7 to Anthony and 4 for me, which does mean that Anthony will have forgotten a lot fewer of them theoretically <laughs> yeah i don't know but podcast listeners you're not supporting the uh underground tie rap the mexican disco the brixton uh digi dance hall that gareth uh brings here so yeah so a, a shocking state of affairs but um, <laughs> we did start with the wonderful the field illiga haddad sarabajo is the name of the track it's taken from their record called at pioneer works which came out back at the end of may on sahel sounds at their four piece uh, from niger uh, the uh, village of illiga haddad it's yeah in central niger yeah they've had a couple of records on sahel sounds all wonderful i caught them live <sighs> three, four years ago now at Strange Sounds from Beyond in Amsterdam. And I know they were meant to come over here this year to the UK. cancelled in there. We we're going to see them end of the road. Yeah, hopefully it means they are going to come later in 2022. And we should also say Merry Christmas to everyone. If you celebrate it um, and if you don't, I hope you're having a wonderful holiday season. This is going to go out a couple of days after the big day. Yeah, we're recording it here on the winter solstice, the longest, darkest, coldest night of the year. Is that what it in, is? Uh, sort of, it is indeed the 21st of December. It is on a, very On a hot. day where people are not feeling too much cheer. Historically, this is the night where it feels like you're getting through it and things are starting to get better. So I'm going to stick with that like the medieval peasant that I am and uh, hope that things are going to go that way. Yeah. And yes, it has been the last couple of weeks. This week's podcast is supported by the wonderful The State 51 Conspiracy. If you don't know The State 51 Conspiracy, you should definitely head there. They give label services. They sell a lot of records for lots of artists you find on this podcast. JK Flesh and Nod leaps to mind. Anyone you want to shout about, Anthony? Yeah, well, actually, I was chatting to Will from State 51 just the other day, and he wanted to explain to us a bit more about what the sort of new sort of recent release thing that they were doing they've done with Valve, they've done with J.K. Flesh, and they've got a bunch of other ones on the horizon, including loads of Baba Yaga's favourites. Basically, what they're doing is they're doing 50 lathe cuts that are sort of the standard edition and then the one special edition. So it's like we were talking about with Valve the other day that they were doing one for 100 quid and 50 for 40 quid or something like that. So yeah, check it out. State 51 has got a full list of everyone who's coming up with their sort of like upcoming release schedule. And there's a lot of great stuff there. Yeah, no doubt we'll be dipping in and out of that as well. And I very nearly pressed click and buy on this still some Nod and JK Flesh 40 quidders. And I was just like, hmm, 
might treat myself for Christmas. Do that a little <laughs> bit deeper to the microphone. Mm. Mm. Yeah, lovely. Uh, <laughs> all right. So the way we're working this uh, week's pod is we've got the list of 11 favourites from our patrons and we're going to pick one each interchangeably. We haven't planned this whatsoever and we'll see how this goes. Right, well, the one that I want to play is the Body and Big Brave album. I played this on the podcast. I can't remember which month. I don't have it in front of me. And I just don't think I've really revisited this album that much. Like, I've listened to Big Brave's new album a whole load. It's absolutely fantastic. I love Big Brave. But this record, Oh Sinner, that came out on Thrill Jockey, yeah. not revisited at all. And it got the patrons vote for, you know, favourite release of that month. Uh, June it was. Uh, June, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to listen to it again. Dean Blunt. Yeah, I mean, that um, Dean Blunt was one or two votes away from making my favourites. Well, I seen the, the non-real votes, you know, but sort of like, whatever. I had it on my list. Yeah, that's right. I, I vote myself. No, I had it there. It was, like, it was the sort of sixth or seventh song, and I ended up... Basically, I do think that Black Metal 2 is an absolutely stunning record. But as happens on the podcast, if it's up against another record that I really like that hasn't had so much... Uh, pop, not so popular, hasn't received so much press coverage. I try to go for the other one. <laughs> so cool. This track is called O Sinner, and it's the title track from the album.
slight correction there at the start. I don't know why we've just got a Spotify playlist of all the stuff here, because it's all on there. It's an easy way to go through it. And I don't know why it's telling me that O Sinner is the name of the album. It is not the name of the album. The album is called Leaving None But Small Birds. Must be the, the single, album. is it? Yeah, maybe exactly. That was the single, perhaps, and that's sort of what they've got it listed as. Yeah, and that's The Body and Big Brave. One thing I really like about that track, and I must admit, I don't think I listened to the whole album, maybe once through in June or something, or October, October when it came out, is how that track doesn't really sound like Big Brave or The Body. Yeah, I remember you talking about that, yeah. Could be just be repeating myself here. But, uh, you know, it's obviously got distinctive uh, vocalists from Big Brave, but um, definitely it's not the body sound. It's not the Big Brave sound. They're coming together and doing something that sounds, uh, yeah, different than the two bands and doing good stuff. I prefer just Big Brave's record this year, to be honest, by far, if I was going to vote for one. But it is certainly excellent stuff. It's interesting, because you could say it's more or less than the sum of its parts, but it's just, it's neither. It's just different. Exactly, because of collaborations when they just work together and it sounds like the two bands playing together can be fine, but it also can be weird. Or if it just sounds like one of the bands, but just not as good, <laughs> yeah. that, that's obviously the, the, the worst outcome. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. Just wanted to say just with this, we are recording this one remotely a couple of days before Christmas. We're all on uh, hoping we can not catch COVID in time to see our relative families. Yeah, that is, uh, yeah, 100% the name of the game at the, <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> Hopefully in the new year, after Anthony's been on all of his holidays, we'll be back to uh, uh, recording in the same room again. Yeah, we'll have a couple of repeats after this, I think maybe two repeats. I can't remember if we said this on the podcast before, but last week, week before last, we had highest ever listens for the podcast. So literally highest ever listens we've ever had. And this week could be highest again. So I just want to say thank you so much to everyone for listening. It's absolutely brilliant. We're Yeah. And uh, if you want more of us before the end of the year, this Wednesday, 29th of December, Anthony and I are going to be on Zoom with our fourth part of our favourites of the year. We're going to be showcasing some of the videos that we've loved this year, some of the absolute fantastic music. And as a special treat, my favourite record of the year, which I haven't played on this podcast or any of the other two, is going to be on that one. Nice. Also, maybe my, my th I'm standing with Tamaga, but the one that's right up there, neck and neck, has also not featured on uh, my three runs because of it's going to be in for the live podcast. Yeah, so there'll be a link in the show notes for this to buy tickets for it. You can also get them from our website, independentmusicpodcast.net forward slash live. Five English pounds. Five English pounds, unless you're a patron, in which case you can get it for free for just supporting this podcast on the patron. So yeah, patreon.com forward slash independentmusicpodcast. I am going to pick something next that isn't one that I played on the podcast. It is one Anthony played on the podcast. And this is by far and away, I'd say I love about 99% of what Anthony plays on the podcast, but I'd say this is by far and away my favorite track from this year that he played on the pod. It is the brilliant Dame Area. And this track is probably one of my favorite tracks of the year is called La Danza del Ferro. Del cerro, del cerro. Bala, la danza. 
it's become one of my songs that I listen to when I've had a few too many beers and I'm on my own and I'm walking <laughs> home as that one. It's an absolute utter cracker. We played it back in February and it is still like dominating my headphones. It's Dame Area La Danza del Ferro. That's awesome. I have the record here, but like I have listened to it on online, like on my headphones a bunch of times too, but I'm not sure I've put that on my turntable. But I've thought about them a bunch recently because of... They were booked to play Royal Power last year, but they had to cancel because they couldn't travel over. I've sort of still got them on the spreadsheet for the next year to rebook them, you know. But I haven't actually asked them yet. And I was like, oh, should I get them in? Should I not? And I think this has definitely been, got to get them in. Yeah, I would happily murder someone to see Dame Area perform that track live. <laughs> Gareth Main. <laughs> were you at the Shackle Arms show that we did? Nope. I've done one Babi Yaga's gig with them before, and it was in late 2019, early 2020, something like that, yeah. the Shackle Arms, and I can say that they were brilliant. Yeah, I mean, if there is a unsolved murder in the run-up to Dame Area playing a show that I am at, but please don't use that as evidence uh, that I'm responsible for that. I, uh, don't I'd... cause anyone any harm in the name of uh, Spanish, uh, uh, you know, electro-punk. <laughs> yeah, be nice. Uh, but yes, they are from Barcelona, Dame Area. They are wonderful. I think we've played them a bunch on the pod before, but this was the track that really grabbed me. And you can just imagine how good that's going to be live, especially in a festival sort of setting. I think it's going to blow a lot of people away. Ondas Tribeles is the name of the EP that it came from, and Mannequin Records is the label, the brilliant... Are they Hamburg? They're certainly a German label who have put out a lot of good stuff. We've played them on the podcast three times, but the first time was November 2019. So that is three times in, uh, in as many years. Yeah, we are rattling through them. But yeah, fantastic. Can't wait to hear what they've got. Or Mannequin Records, actually, there's a label we play now and again. Uh, I wouldn't say we play everything, but we definitely... Yeah, reasonably play. regularly. Yeah, they are looking forward to I just to read an interview. With the guy who runs Mannequin Records is like a big German techno DJ. I can't remember his name now. And I just read an interview with him because he contributed some music to the new Matrix film. Is that right? Yeah. Good. Well, hopefully he'll pay for a couple of Dame Area releases. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. What are you going to bring in? So Gareth chose one from me, and I'm going to do the same by choosing one from him. I want to play a track from Pink Sifu's brilliant record, Gumbo. The track that we've got here is called Back. We previously played, you know, his collaborations with uh, Fly Anakin. We played Negroes, the incredible jazz, noise, rap all stuff mashup that was uh, contributed to Gareth's uh, favourite show of the year, possibly favourite show of all time, depending on which time you uh, you speak to him. Yeah, it depends. If you uh, caught me after the show, probably of all time, <laughs> I think it's still, it's probably top three, I would say. <laughs> nice. But anyway, this is from his most recent record. It's more of a hip hop rap record, but it's brilliant. It's called Gumbo and the track is called Back.
It's chicken, it's chicken, but I have a price tag. On the block street light, it's that night shit. Left, right, with the right cardio. Right hand, that's my main man, that's my audio. If that's your man, right hand, he ain't disposable. Switching sides, switch on the line, trying to corner you. I mean, I'm sort of sitting here looking at Gareth, waiting for him to speak because of, you know, it's Pink Seafood. This is still out there. like, hang on a minute, this is my song. <laughs> there we go. That track is from Pink Seafood's album. It was from his third record, came out in April of this year. It was released on the record label called Dynamite Hill. Is that his own label, Gus? I'm not familiar with that record. I'm not sure. I wrote down Field Left. I think it's one of those ones that's probably come out on a couple of different labels. But yeah, I'm not sure, to be honest. Yeah, no, not sure, because I just saw the, what it said. That's what it's got at the bottom of the album on Spotify, basically. Yeah, on his uh, band camp, he puts out quite a lot of stuff, just like, I was say, half-finished stuff, but he puts out like lots of edits and stuff like that on his band camp. But yeah, not sure if he runs his own sort of official label or whatever, but Field Left was the label that the original release came out under. Yeah, but Spotify is a weird one, isn't it? Because sometimes it's just like whoever the distributor is gets the credit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's so that is it's a bit odd there, but don't worry about that too much. But Pink Sifu, he's a rapper, drummer, comes from Alabama, been going for about ten years. Let's say that was from his third full length, but he's done um, collaborations, you know, other bits and bobs. He's a pretty unique voice, I would say, and I like the sort of variety on this podcast so far. Like, uh, thanks, patrons. It's been a good mix. Yeah, I mean, I love the variety of Pink Sufa. I'm sure I've talked about the show that he had here with Fly Anakin in London 
and what a month or so ago but it was definitely one of the best shows i've ever seen a huge variety like moving from hip-hop to jazz to scar in places essentially like a rage against the machine show in places as well it was proper gnarly proper fun just it went on for ages and i could have happily (laughs) sat well stood there or maybe i'd have sat down eventually but for another (laughs) hour or two you know live he's an absolute tour de force had a huge band with him exceeded all expectations which were relatively high as well so yeah really. i emailed asking about real power actually for that same set but um, agent didn't reply come on darren what's going on mate yeah, well, hopefully he hears this and uh, it's like, well, I need to get there because I heard that he w- I want to be on the same bill as Dame Area. That's what, <laughs> that's what he wants. But no, yeah, that track is uh, produced by Wavi. And yeah, I, I mean, if you haven't heard Negro, the record before Gumbo, do go and listen to that because that is a proper masterpiece. Proper gnarly. Proper gnarly. Yeah. And also, if you want something more sort of on the similar, more similar to what you just heard, yeah, his uh, Fly Anna King and Pink Sifu collaboration, Fly Sifu, that came out on Lex Records. They had another one this year as well that we played on the pod. Go fetch. Could have also gone for Pink Anakin. Fly Sifu sounds like an airliner, which is also kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. Well, Fly Sifu. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the whole theme, the whole like concept of that record, the first one they did together was that it was a record shop. And it was them playing sort of their favorite types of music and stuff like that. And it was all themed around that. It's really cool. Also, double album for £15. Need to support that. I am going to play some music that I was actually listening to today. I was listening to the record while I was doing some work earlier today. It's from Anna Meredith, who incidentally, one of my favorite live sets of the year as well. When I saw her at End of the Road, she was brilliant. Her record called Bumps Per Minute, 18 Studies for Dodgems. It's also one of my favourite evenings that I had with my partner this year, which was we went to, it was an installation at Somerset House here, where she has a studio, it's here in London, and they had a dodgem set there, and they had dinner and drinks and all the rest of it. It was a lot of fun, and the soundtrack was undeniably brilliant. It was taken from this record, ultimately. I'm going to play this track. It's Anna Meredith, it's called BPM 131 Joy Subdivision.
there you have it shannon meredith bpm 131 joy subdivision taken from her record bumps per minute 18 studies for dodgems it came out in july on moshy moshy music absolutely beautiful track then oh yeah it is and it's like sort of that beautiful like rousing epic of uh music that Anna Meredith is very much known for. Her music is utterly sublime. And it was fun being on the Dodgems and being sort of soundtracked by that sort of music. The composition, if I recall correctly, essentially they had contact mics on Dodgems, but they were saying sort of created the music, which then they turned into an album. And when you were actually at the installation, the different contact mics essentially triggered different parts of the record to be playing while you're on the dodgems. It was proper weird and cool. And I had a really fun time. And it was really cold and wet when I went there, but it was fantastic nonetheless. I was just at uh, Somerset House on Thursday, actually. I was at the uh, big exhibition they had of the Beano that my friend uh, Andy Holden when is uh, that on till? curated. It's on until March. Oh, great. So you still got a good amount of time to check it out. I highly recommend it. It's absolutely massive, like 10 rooms. And yeah, Andy's done a killer job of uh, curating that. And I really enjoyed it. And I know Andy told me he listens to the podcast as well, so uh, he can be getting the plug on here. Yeah, well, I'm a big fan of Andy's music, although I haven't heard any for a long time. And I'm a humongous Beano fan when I was a kid anyway. I used to get them every single week and used to get the annuals every Christmas. And my mum kept buying me the Beano annuals for Christmas until maybe about two years ago. So who knows? (laughs) While you're listening to this, I could be thumbing my way through the 2022 Beano annual. I was telling Andy that I have a very particular memory of Beano as a kid because I never had it. My parents never bought it, but it used to always be next to the toilet at my cousin's, okay. like next to Asterix and Beano. So essentially, I only ever <laughs> read the Beano while sitting on the toilet at my cousin's place. I even like feel really small next to a toilet, like when I think about it, like, you know, when you're really tiny and you sort of got to get up on the toilet a bit. <laughs> that is a very particular memory anna meredith though we played that track in july and she won the vote by two votes but in equal second there were a couple of different ones so run logan run screaming with the lights on came out on worm discs vanishing twin big moonlight which came out on fire records and claire rousey and more ease smaller pools and from ecstatic Nice. I am very much into all three of those claire apparently played a brilliant set cafe otto in October, November, but I had like three gigs at Otto that week myself, but I wasn't about to go out to another one, but apparently it was fantastic. Cool. What are you going to pick out next? I think I'm just going to choose just the next one in the playlist because it's absolutely brilliant and it's right there. I want to play you Divide and Dissolve, Australian sludge metal duo. This is their first record on Invada, but I believe it was their second full length. They did their album Abomination in 2018, this Gaslit in 2021, but their first one on Invada. And it's actually, this is the first of two Invada releases that feature on this, two Invada, two Thrill Jockey. So congratulations to those two labels. You are in a very, very elite camp. This is the track. I've listened to this album shitloads. It's my most listened to metal record of the year by a mile. I would love to book them. I want them to play Royal Power. I want them to be at Baby Yaga's. They're supporting Low, actually, in end of April, I believe, on the UK tour. Don't know when their headline show is going to be. But this is Prove It from Gaslit.
suddenly as that was playing, I was like, is that album really this year? <laughs> and I was like, surely that was last year. And then I checked out and it came out in January 2021. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like I've been living with that record for a long time. We opened up to every track we've played on the podcast this year. So it could have been ones from previous years as well. In, indeed, we're playing a track that won in October, but it did actually became equal with a, a record that didn't come out this year. So there but were we played options, it on the podcast this year. But we played it on the podcast this year. I see. Yeah, cool. I'm just going to read what Ivan Nizov say about this record. Gaslit is our fight for Indigenous sovereignty, Black and Indigenous liberation, water, earth and Indigenous land being given back from the Indigenous communities in Australia. And it's uh, anti-colonial sludge metal. I have yet to see them live. I'm not even sure they've ever played the UK. I'll have to have a look at that. But they certainly, if they have, maybe like once in 2017 or something, I really want to see them. The record is absolutely brilliant. Not, not really much more to say about it than that. Yeah, the second place in January 2021 in the patron vote was Tamaga, an intimate immensity. Well, good news, because I played that and I was never, ever going to let it miss. Yep. And the third in the ranking was Baldy James and Mayhem Lauren. So yeah, hmm. light bill on Griselda Records, so some more sort of abstract hip-hop music. Nice, well, Baldy James, uh, Detroit River Rock, uh, from, you know, the uh, Manger in McNicholas, from our favourites of the year 2020, is one that I listen to every single month without fail. Yeah. Did you get that on vinyl in the end, or was that one of the ones I was ones literally that... just thinking that. I was like, I don't own it on record, no, but like, I need it. It's the one that got well. It was super expensive, if I recall yeah, correctly. Yeah, that's it. A lot of these hip-hop records, uh, like really good underground stuff, uh, they get printed on limited amounts and just go like no time and cost 200 quid. Yeah, a fantastic record. I'm going to play some more music from Niger. We've had one record from Nisha and the patrons have voted for a second one. It's from the absolutely magnificent Modu Mokhtar, a absolute favourite of yours and mine, Anthony, and also very well regarded by our patrons. We do keep promising one of our live shows is going to be a watch-along of Modu Mokhtar's Purple Rain remake. We'll have to make that happen in 2022. Also, Madu Mokhtar was, I believe, just about the most voted for artist at Raw Power, just going to keep plugging my festival, when we surveyed people like, who do you want to see at the festival? I didn't count everything, but like, I reckon Madu Mokhtar got the most votes there. And is he coming? No, not, not to Raw Power, not this year. Not this year, but soon. If you buy tickets for this year, it's more likely he'll come next year, by the year after. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. More likely I'll keep doing it. Yeah, so there we go. So his record, Afrique Victim, came out in May on Matador Records, so sizable indie out of the US. This track is fab. It's called Chismitten.
kind of forgotten how wild that track went even by modu mokhtar standards it gets a little wild towards the end of that chismitten yes, it's wicked stuff yeah the guys done they've done band there must be like their fifth album at least now oh who knows L- loads I, I, i've got at least three of them 
from Sahel Sounds. This one was on Matador. Was it Madhu Mokhtar that was our first introduction to Sahel Sounds and then we got the songs from Sahara and Cell Phones compilation or was it the other way around? I don't really uh, remember. It, it might be for you. My introduction to Sahel Sounds was the songs from Sahara and Cell Phones comp because specifically Papato featuring Eba One, uh, which was the track that, that you played a oh, lot. Yeah. For oh, for sure. But did you get that record from me? Absolutely. If you don't have it, listeners, Songs from Saharan Cell Phones is a compilation that will open your third eye. And in terms of the voting, this was the track that got the most votes out of any tracks this year. So we could possibly call it the patron's favourite track of the year. Second in that ranking was the wonderful Dame Area, who we played earlier in this pod. So yeah, uh, we played it in May. And the other two, one was another Invada release. So Annika, they almost had three on this. Mm -hmm. Great record. And Zombie as well, of Relapse Records, got in there as well. Nice, yeah. No, no, really good stuff. I can't remember where I told this story before, but I believe it was on a patron video one, so I can do it on the for a sort of widely broadcast one. But I was watching a documentary on BBC4 about sort of uh, North African bands. And I forget who the lady was interviewing, but it was like a legend of this guitar style. You know, it's no strumming, really. It's all picking picked notes in that sound, like you heard on both of the tracks from Niger on this podcast. And the interviewer was like, who's your big influence? Like, where did this sound come from? And the guy's like, our biggest influence is Dire Straits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was on a live show, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the interviewer just couldn't believe it. And I was like, that is amazing and outrageous. And it also makes total sense because, you know, Mark Knopfler's sort of finger and thumb style, no plectrum, never strummed, you know. And I was just like, wow, that's cool, man. Die Straits, bringing it out to North Africa and then coming back to here. <laughs> What's next? Oh, right. Tell you what, I want to play this as a sort of surprising one. I was definitely not expecting this one to be on. It's William Tyler and Marissa Anderson. This is uh, the second one on Thrill Jockey. William Tyler is an artist that I've booked a few times back in pre-Babriaga's days that God Don't Like It. I found him absolutely brilliant. He's a guitarist. In, he was in Lamb Chop. Marissa Anderson is a, a wonderful uh, solo artist, also from America. And they came together sort of while they weren't touring and had more time on their hands. They came to do this collaborative record. I'm going to play the single from it called Lost Futures.
absolutely delightful. And thank you so much, listeners, for pointing me back to that. I know that uh, that is obviously something that I played on the podcast, but I don't think I really listened to the record since. And I really like both of the artists. And that really struck a note for me. Absolutely beautiful and completely different than anything else we're playing on this week's pod. Yeah, a, a really beautiful thing. It, it, it actually tied. It was one of the ones that tied in the month that it was voted on. The tie was with Part Chimp, who, another one that... I played in the in my favourites of the year, Part 1, so easy. Exactly. And yeah, a uh, close third, I guess, is Jane Weaver Flock. So that's five records coming very close in a couple of different months. This one was in March. Sorry, Fire Records. Nice try, but no cigar. <laughs> By the way, like while that was on, I've been going into the State 51 conspiracy, uh, so state51.greedbag.com to look at these records that they've got. And yeah, the, the JK Flesh and Nod one has sold out by him. Oh man, it wasn't sold out like two days ago. Oh no, it's sold out now, but I'm in for shit and shine coming out as like, yeah, well. Yeah, shit. which other ones was that? I didn't look at the list because there's a bunch of Babby Yaga's bands. It was Roger Robinson on there as well. No, not that I can see. Uh, it's Alison Cotton, Anushka uh, Chikainz, CJ Mirror, Fake Laugh, Nod and JK Flesh, Matt Moss, who we played a lot on the pod, Minty, then NXXXXS, we, I don't know who they are, Paulius Kilbaskas, Shishi, Shit and Shine, Shiavash Amini, Toby Hay, Valve, I'm going to pick that one up now, and uh, Wandering Rocks. Nice. Yeah, I've done a couple of wonderful shows with Alison Cotton in the, the last quarter of this year. And I let her to 2018 and 2020 albums were just reissued on vinyl. And I picked up both of them and they are fantastic. Yes, they are indeed. Didn't really say too much more about that record, but it's William Tyler and Marissa Allison. It's called Lost Futures. Came out on Thrill Jockey Records at the end of August 2021. Two beautiful Americana folk guitarists collaborating together. That's the kind of music that I like to play. Not as well as that, but um, you know, and I yeah, feel a close close affinity with, with, that, with that style of music. Next up, I am going to play from the second Invada release. This is one of those records that was truly astounding. It was one that I was going to play on the podcast and then Anthony was also going to play it on the podcast the same week. So it only makes sense that we play it here and now. It's uh, Mario Batkovic, the wonderful accordion player. His record on Invada is absolutely astounding and it's another one I'm going to pick up immediately after this. Came out really recently, came out this month and we played it in November. It was actually a three-way tie in November with the wonderful Sophie Cooper's Goodbye Gemini, which is a record I do have uh, just next to me, in fact, and uh, Seniawa Alcazar 2, the uh, folky version, the solo guitar version of their music. But this Mario Bakovic with James Holden is just an absolute stunner. This is called Coria Duplex.
Wow, how was that six minutes? Yeah, absolutely mesmerising, entrancing, and I'm very much looking forward to the record landing on my doorstep. It's uh, Mario Bakovic featuring James Holden, Coria Duplex, taken from his record Introspectio on Invada. Yeah, the more I listen to that, the more I think, maybe that's really up there on my favourites of this year. Yeah, absolutely great recent single featuring Colin Stetson as well that's just come out, and there's yeah, there's a whole, whole cast of... Uh, wonderful musicians that feature with him on that first came to my attention from playing supersonic festival 2019 i believe it was when i asked some friends who went there who they really enjoyed and a bunch of people like mario baktovich i'd I'd never heard of him before that also featuring uh, mxlx on there as well excellent uh, underground bristol musician who's always asking me for shows and i never sort it out so i need to do something about that cool yeah would be amazing live hopefully playing very soon, I would imagine touring the UK next year. Yeah, you'd you'd hope so. Yeah, I should I should inquire. Maybe a few people want to go to that. All right. Well, it's the last one from me, isn't it? I hope you've enjoyed uh, this uh, this patrons' favourites of the year. We've thoroughly enjoyed it. It's probably could be end up being the longest podcast ever because we've got a ten minute to close as well. <laughs> If next year you want to be able to vote for the favourites of you, if you're like, these aren't the best songs of the year, what the fuck, I want to lend my vote. Well, join up on the Patreon, five odd pound a month is probably the average, some very nice people give up to 20, but you can support the podcast, you can have access to our Patreon-only live shows, and warm and fancy feeling knowing that you're supporting us, and now you get to vote (laughs) as well. Just another sweet, sweet patron benefit. That's exactly (laughs) right. Um, so what are you going to play first? So I want to play this track from Richard Dawson and Circle. Now, Circle and Richard Dawson are both artists that I absolutely adore. Richard Dawson, one of your favourite live shows of the year, if I recall correctly. Absolutely. Richard Dawson made me cry. Circle have made me smile so much that I wanted to cry in previous years. So (laughs) both can do that. Richard, when I I first met him, when he came down to Raw Power, yeah, yeah, you heard it again, listeners. (laughs) Do you, do you run a festival, actually? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I guess. It's called Raw Power, mate. Oh, right, right. Basically, I booked Circle to headline Raw Power in 2017, and it was their only UK show. At, 2017? 2015? I can't remember. Anyway, whatever. Richard came down uh, from Newcastle to watch them because he was a, a super fan, basically, and I think it's absolutely brilliant that you end up doing a record together. But I, on first listen of this record, was not that mad on it, to be honest. I enjoyed some of it. And some bits of it I thought sounded a bit like Mighty Boosh dream sequences. So I definitely need to revisit this and give give it more of a listen. And uh, here's my chance. Here's my chance to, to, to do one of it. The album is called Henke. It came out on Domino, who normally release Richard. And I don't know when it came out, but it was only very recent. It's back, back end of the year. And this track is called Lily. Shortly I 
Well, I cannot deny that that song is an absolute gem and maybe I need to listen to the the album uh, again. There was some stuff I really liked about it, but I found that what we were talking about, these collaborative records before, that I thought maybe was not quite better than the sum of its parts. And both artists are sort of pretty eccentric type stuff and... You know, and especially Circle, you know, they play in like leather pink spandex and stuff. And it, it's kind of serious and kind of parody. Um, Richard Dawson is, is definitely a serious artist, but it also has a sort of comedic element to some of his stuff as well, I think. You, you know, and I wasn't sure where the line was with some of it, where it, it goes from weird to just... I don't know. I'm not very good radio. It's because I don't really understand my, my thoughts exactly on it. But thank you, listeners, for voting that one in. I definitely want to revisit it.
I thought it was good. I think it's really, I would call that song equal to the sum of its parts. It's not like it doesn't, they don't elevate each other. It's a really great song and a really good album, but it is like what you'd expect. And I think you're, because I played it on the pod originally and really liked it from the first moment I heard it. But I think your sort of initial doubts were probably because you wanted it to be this incredible, grandiose Oh, no, I, I'm not sure about that. Like, I, Circle aren't necessarily a band that I absolutely love on record, even at all. Their album Terminal in 2019-odd is brilliant, but I've not necessarily been a huge fan of all of their recorded output. It's like one of those bands that I absolutely love live. I mean, different bands, but same members, Pharaoh Overlord's Record 6. I think we're featured on our favourites of last year. Well, that record is a straight-up masterpiece. Yeah, that is absolutely for sure. And, yeah, uh, lest we forget that the video for that song features Steve Davis, <laughs> the host of probably your finest party of the year. I would. Uh, I wasn't Steve, there. But... Steve's Steve 60th birthday was a top party. There you go. I think it was his 60th anyway. It was definitely his birthday. Yeah, thank you so much for listening this year. As we've said, this is our last original podcast of the year. We are this Wednesday, the 29th of December, going to be on Zoom. You can go to independentmusicpodcast.net forward slash live and you'll find a link to tickets or just search for Independent Music Podcast on Eventbrite and you will be able to get your tickets to that. It is going to be a lot of fun. And you know what? I'm calling it now. I'm going to be quite drunk. <laughs> yeah, that is quite likely. I have a, a very large amount of booze. I did this podcast while drinking a sort of triple shot giant hot toddy. It was very nice. I just want to say thank you very much for all your support for everyone for the year. Thank you to all your listeners. Thank you, patrons. Thanks, State 51, for being the first people to ever sponsor us. I think this has been a good year for the pot. We've played a lot of great music. We certainly have, and this uh, show particularly has been a lot of fun. We are going to be back not sure exactly when probably mid-jan aren't we yeah we're gonna have some repeats so the feed's gonna keep yeah. busy let's but... see if my holiday to spain actually happens <laughs> yeah uh, that's it it could be another uh, lockdown fun times again but we're gonna end we're, we're 10 minutes away from the end of this pod we're going to end with this record from rival consoles released uh, it's quite late in the year was it uh, rival consoles uh, released this one um it certainly played for you late in the year yeah, I'm going to guess it was a September-October release, but I will have a look. It won the vote for October. Uh, exactly, with, October was my guess. Exactly. Yeah, it tied with Pastor T.L. Barrett and the Youth for Christ Choir. That record uh, won the, the Quiet Us um, reissues compilations of the year, and for good reason. Absolute stunner. Um, but for this one, we went with Rival Consoles, and yeah, 10 minutes of absolute joyous goodness and this track. It's called Monster, and we will be back next year. See you at the live show. I hope each and every one of you. We have thousands of listeners, thousands and thousands of listeners, and so far, not thousands and thousands of sales for that show. So trust me, dear listeners, the live shows are brilliant. Me and Gareth will serenade you. Lovely, Jubbly. We'll see you, <laughs> see you there, and if not, next year.